Welcome back, everybody, to another calculated free fall where education, motivation, and failing forward is encouraged. Uh, I'm here with Joe. Hey, guys. Joseph Singsheim, my confidant, my business partner. Um, boy, has it been a while. Well, before we get into that. It has been a while. Um, we, we always enjoy uh, a alcoholic beverage. Adult beverage. Adult beverage uh, while we do this, because this is kind of like our extracurricular activity, and it's nice to wind down the day while we're doing it. Uh, Joe... I think what what are we what kind of adult beverage are we drinking today? So we are indulging <laughs> in a 2016 California Ooh. Cabernet Sauvignon. Ooh, it's called Prophecy. Ooh, <laughs> like nice, nice, <laughs> uh, nice uh, pronunciation of that. Uh, it's actually pretty good. I it's, are you a wine guy? I, I can dabble in the wines. My wife's more into the wines, but. I'm more of a scotch, yeah. but I do like a nice cab every now and then, yeah. for sure. I love me some wine, um, so I'm pretty excited that we kind of went a different direction with that. Uh, um, like I said, uh, we've had a lot of exciting things happen in the past, I'd say, month. Uh, that's kind of why we've been um, you know, not so proactive with the podcast, so hopefully... You'll start to hear weekly or bi-weekly podcasts and uh, some really neat uh, people that we'll interview. Uh, Joe, I guess you want to kind of enlighten them why why it's been so long since the podcast? Yeah. I mean, right now we are going through what's considered a market shift in Ooh. our, I guess, area of sales, right? We're mm -hmm. in real estate. Um, but, man... Like everybody says, it's like the downtime, right? Right. Not as many homes are selling. Maybe I'll take a vacation. It's not as busy. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot I hate of agents. Busy. Yeah, I know you do. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big no-no in your book. Um, a lot of <clears throat> agents in our field, and I feel like especially in other sales or people who are maybe entrepreneurs or business people, uh, the holidays are when people like to take off. Or maybe the average agent or mm -hmm. salesperson, not the level 10 agent, right? Right. Because we're uh, hopefully perceived as the level 10 agent. Um, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. Uh, so, you want to elaborate on, on that? Like, why we've had a lot of things going on when opposed to well, taking off for the holiday? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we did take off for Thanksgiving and the day after, but other than that. I like saying that we're scheduled. But I also know that we've ramped up what we do. We've doubled our amount of call time. We've mm -hmm. doubled a lot of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, just adjusting our numbers because of the downturn in what everybody's saying is the market shift, right? Right. And just to elaborate a bit with everybody uh, so everybody knows, we're not talking about a shift that is just because it's the holiday season. We're talking about a shift that's probably going to move into next year, Um it happens in some sort of way every year, right? Like there's a, it, it's yeah. just the the usual thing that happens. Sometimes it's greater, sometimes it's less, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times it happens just because a lot of the market, there's families that are involved and they just right. fall off the market because they're not moving school districts during the school year. Yeah. Um, but 
right now we're going through one where we're just kind of plateauing at this point. I think real estate is starting to plateau. I, I think it's not because of the holiday season as well. I think it's going to plateau uh, into next out. year. Right. And we're going to have different conversations with different clients now. That's with, good. With buyers. Yeah, I honestly absolutely. didn't like where we were. Me neither. It was. Uh, it, it's nice. It was great for sellers, wasn't it? It was okay. Like I think they had a full sense of what their home was worth. It was really hard on both sides of the spectrum yeah. dealing with the entire thing. Like, yeah. I mean, we would get four offers, and they wanted to take the highest one, and sometimes the house didn't appraise. Right. So That's right. Was it was it really just the highest price that was going to benefit you, or was it the terms of the contract? So, exactly. I mean, in all honesty, from a listing standpoint, which is where we deal with a lot of our transactions, mm-hmm. it was like it was stressful for us trying to yeah. have them understand what was going on. Right. And right. why you can't accept the we, highest offer. We really had to prepare, I feel like, a lot more when it came to certain deadlines. It was harder. Yeah. Let's absolutely. just put it that way. Right. Well, we made it easier for the sellers, that's for sure. We did. <laughs> it was harder on us. Right. <laughs> well, this is why it's exciting that it is leveling off, and it's not a bad thing. So people that are listening don't expect another 2008 crash or anything. That's not what we're saying. But we're also expecting, because real estate is actually one of the top five investments uh, that people can make. And when something like the real estate starts to have a shift, other areas in uh, our economic um, nation are they kind of take the same turn, don't they? I think everybody's kind of congruent, or if you want to use a different word, feeling the same things that are happening, right? Like right. real estate's probably one of the biggest driving factors of a good economy or mm-hmm. a bad economy, right? Like right. it has the biggest bearing because of the volume that it controls, right? right? But then it trickles down to well, jobs are up. Well, real estate's up, so jobs yeah. are going to be up, right? Mm-hmm. There's, you know, you know okay, great. new construction, new construction's oh, happening. You know, the trades get their jobs. People are buying yep. things for their homes, so they're going to the stores. So, you know, retails up, mm-hmm. everything's up. Yeah, you know, car sales are up because they're buying cars because right. jobs are up and people are making Absolutely. more money and you know, everything kind of follows suit, right? Right. Um. So, I mean, that's I. I think everybody can kind of understand the market shift and how it affects them so it's not just we're not just talking real estate here even though we have that correlation yeah i think it really goes to everybody that's out there anybody in sales that we're trying to speak to um it you can kind of tell when the market is shifting right And, and that's what we decided to do the podcast about today is how can somebody in sales how can somebody in any trade uh, I guess, I, well, I guess mostly sales, right? Or business even. How can they combat the shift? Because mm-hmm. um, we're in it. We're in it right now, whether uh, you know people think we are or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stats say so. So that's what me and Joe are going to dive in today on why we've been so proactive and how we've kept schedule a, a busy schedule for this market shift. No busy. I know you hate that word, right? I hate that word. <laughs> Very proactive on, on our full scheduled week. Full schedule. Boom. Um, I'd I'd like to dive right in. Yeah, go. I think the dive in. And we were we were touching on this a little bit about what we were talking about, but I think the biggest thing that impacts the entire transaction, whether you're in real estate, selling a product, selling somebody on a service, doing anything for that matter. I mean, you could even be in retail, just 
being at the store helping a client or a customer come in with a product that you're selling, right? Mm-hmm. At the lowest level, like I'm just a retail clerk. Like anybody for that matter, it, it all comes down to your attitude. Absolutely. Okay. The sales are contingent upon the attitude of the salesperson, not the prospect. So I've turned people that have walked in, and I used to do retail, so I'm going to use that as some of it, and then I'm also going to transition into what I do now. I can transition somebody that is just in a very sour mood. Maybe they had a bad experience at another store or a bad experience with another agent or a bad experience with another company. But if you can turn that into a positive by your way, like we do this all the time on the phone, right? They'll answer the phone and we'll be like the 10th phone call, right, Jeff? Right. And, you know, oh, you're like the 10th agent that's called me. What do you want? We're like, oh, my God, really? 10th? I thought I was going to be first calling you this early in the morning. And make a joke out of it. And it, it completely turns around their day. So I think if your attitude is one of, I'm bringing value, right? I'm, I'm bringing some some kind of service to you, or I'm here to help, not hinder or bother you in any way, or I'm tr- I'm here to provide a service, and I'm here to do it at a level ten instead of a level five, and I'm putting all my things aside that I'm dealing with at home, or whatever, that 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 gets left at the door. Absolutely. If I can do that, my attitude's gonna gonna drive or steer. Any yeah. conversation that I'm having, don't you agree? I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I you kind of brought something up uh, when it comes to the attitude mm-hmm. and the way that you present yourself uh, with somebody. Um, if you guys noticed uh, when you are dealing with you know retail or whatever or somebody who's selling their service, I, I tend to hear a lot. Or, and this is when this service, maybe when they're telling me about the company, it turns me off because what they do is they say, lackluster. they're like, my company is this. My company could do this. Oh, right. I'm the best in the nation. I mm-hmm. could do this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, but aren't you selling something for me? Aren't you mm-hmm. trying to do something for me? Mm-hmm. I'm not hearing anything about me. Right. You know, and I, I think when you're trying to switch that attitude, I think that would be also a good approach to get it. Yeah, we definitely don't a, want to be I, I, I right. when it's supposed to be them, 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 yeah. or you, 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 right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just calling you because, or I just want to know why. Like, right. that's great, but that's still all about you. Right. And it should be, like, more about them. Absolutely. Okay. A little trick of the trade, people. All right, diving in. Uh, attitude first. Attitude was first. I absolutely right? agree. Um, and then I, I think I want to dive into the six core competence, competencies of business. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what some of them are? Like I do. Yeah. I mean, we kind of live by them, so we know what they are, but we want to share them with you, I think, is where yeah, we're kind of getting Yeah, you know what? I mean, I mean there's only six. Can I read them off? Good. You want to read them off? I'll read them off. Okay. So uh, starting with number one, and I think it's probably one, of, and why it maybe is number one, I think it's most important. But And just so you know, you can find these in the book called Shift by Gary Keller. We it's kind of like our Bible. I've read it a few times. Well, the millionaire real estate agent was our was our Bible for real estate. I but now both. that we're doing well, there's, the there's shift. This has been just our like the go-to. Bible. There are right. different versions. Oh yeah, I, okay, yeah. That, so you that's need to right. know all yeah, of them. That's right. right. <laughs> Very good analogy, Joe. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll read them off, and I think number one is the most important. It's lead generate, capture, convert, and I'm sorry, and convert to appointments. That's why our schedule has been so busy, 
hasn't oh, it? Because uh, we've literally doubled, if not tripled, our lead generation. We time. are in, the, and that's why it's slows down. I'm doing air quotes, but <laughs> there are it. people out there that need services for different things. Uh, Whether real they estate, think so it or might not. be right. Yeah. It might be slower. We might mm-hmm. get more no's. But if we want the same outcome that we've been getting all year, we have to double it. Or at least in our eyes. There's not as many houses for sale, so I have less to choose from. So if I had a home for sale and somebody was looking for a home to sell or buy, it'd be easier to sell your home, wouldn't it? Right. Oh, okay. Uh, Number two, present to clients and prospects and get agreements. Hmm. Show uh, clients and prospects... I'm sorry. Show buyers and markets. Well, it's it's literally. Why, why it's, am I reading that wrong? It's showing buyers and oh, marketing show. to sellers, right? So it's showing your product and marketing it to people that are potentially going to buy your product. Yeah. He's trying to make this well versed for all different people that yeah. are in that are listening to our podcast, and it's basically you're showing potential buyers your products or your services or whatever you're trying to sell, and then you're marketing it. And are you actively marketing your products out there to your potential clients? Right. Another trick of the trade that we've been trying to focus on is a lot of video. That's what they say right now, video Video forward. forward. I mean, you see posts like, oh, I did this, hashtag whatever. The most views that people get on the social media is the video. Mm-hmm. Moving forward. That's a whole nother show, buddy. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother show. Uh, write and negotiate contracts. I mean, that's for us, but that's also for anybody out there who's in Any- retail. Like, I don't know. I, I guess you, you've been in more than I have that you could. Well, uh, it's literally, I mean, it, it, it can be anything from taking a person with a product inside of a retail company and bringing them to the register and getting them to understand, like, why you should be purchasing that product, anything like that. Or let's say you're offering a service or a type of product. Maybe you're working for a company that offers a product to them or a service to them uh, that you have to buy into at a weekly, monthly, or yearly rate, right? Yeah. Your contract that Ooh, you're like going to... like a gym. Can you imagine if they... If a gym they or right a, now? a TV service yeah. or any of those, right? Yeah. But you have to know your... You have to be familiar and you have to be comfortable talking about your contract that you're going to sign because if you're mm-hmm. not, it's going to be the elephant in the room. Right. I mean, it, I think that's a pretty everything. good analogy. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, we're going to have to sign this contract here. Um, that's weird. Or is it just a regular part of your business where yeah. it just gets put on the table? This is what it is. We have to sign this, and then we'll move forward to the fun stuff. If you don't be, if you're not perceived as confident in what you're doing, if you the, don't know your trade, those people yeah. that your prospects are, they are not going to feel comfortable moving with you. Well, right. If you, yeah, if you're not confident, why would they follow you? Easy. Like I'm going into the woods, guys. You want to come? I'm not really confident on what's in there, but you can follow <laughs> me. Uh, I've never been in the rainforest, sir. I'm not following you anywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. Or are you going in there full gear, ready to go, yeah. and everybody's following you because they feel very confident that right. you can take them through and keep them safe? Like, Absolutely. That's the difference. You yep. know the woods. You know the forest. You, you've been there. You've done that. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with your contracts? Yep. Can you label them front to back without even looking at it? I can do all my contracts without even seeing them. I just did line that tonight. Line by line. I just did that tonight. I just like I was looking at them yeah. and literally pointing to the page and flipping, keeping that eye contact. Yeah. 
And what does that tell them? Like, holy cow, this guy. This guy knows what he's doing. Okay. I feel uh, good well, at what hey, he's saying. Right. He's, he's got it, my, he has my best interest. He knows exactly. what he's doing. Exactly. I feel comfortable with signing this. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, coordinate the sale to closing. Oh. What do we call this, Jeff? Contract to close. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm. That's a big one. That's huge. You could celebrate that you got the the deal, but if it doesn't But now you got to keep it together. Yeah, you got to keep it together. If it doesn't, guess what? You're not getting paid. It's all about the service at that point, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's that. Absolutely. Um, and then lastly, the number six, manage the money. Um, do, that's, you have, do you have a profit and loss? We do. Oh. I think our, yeah. That, that's pretty good. That's a big deal. I'd like to know what my profit and loss is. Like, what am I actually spending on my business, right? Yeah. What am I bringing in? Exactly. What am I keeping? What? Uh, right. Well, what? Okay. So you start to look at, wow, what am I paying for? I'm paying for this? Should I be is paying it, for that? Is it? Is it giving me the business that I need? Is it working for me? Um, absolutely. I, I think it, live by those six core core uh, com, uh, core components of the uh, business, uh, especially in the shift. I think it's huge. I mean, really, just sticking to those. I mean, a, a good profit and loss in a shift is amazing to have because I can look and go, we've been spending money here. And what's what's our ROI on that, Jeff? Like, what what are we really seeing from this? And is it worth us keeping it? Or can we put it on pause and come back to this in the spring when we have more money or when we're a little bit more affluent in what we're doing? Or should we just discontinue it all together because it's not working? We just literally forgot. It's been on the back burner. It's just been one of those things we had, and I don't really need it anymore. Yeah. It's not really benefiting me in any way. Right. You know, we, we tested it. We tried it. It was something mm-hmm. somebody else was using at a very high level, but maybe it's for them and not for us, and we're just, yeah, we should not be using it. Right. Absolutely. Um, so those are some, I guess, what we call proven methods to keep you on the straight That's and narrow, That's really right? important. You know, okay, so <laughs> everybody needs to be intuitive and... Uh, implement maybe new things and have a little risk and that's where you get some substantial success but uh, i think and we've said this in prior podcasts is proven methods are very important that's what we did didn't we we saw teams that uh were succeeding and by uh copying basically mimicking mimicking what they were doing it it works it It works works. Mm -hmm. i mean we can fluctuate Ever so slightly. That's where the intuitive comes in. And, or we and can that makes manipulate you... or influence ourselves in there, right? Absolutely. But we're using a basic structure. Yep. Right? Yep. To go off of. The foundation, foundation that, the of your foundation. business. Good word. Mm, mm. Look at that. We're just hitting the, hitting on the head tonight. Um, um, next, I'd, I'd really like to dive into being organized and scheduled. And that, right. that it really rings to me. And I know we've done kind of a podcast on like a morning ritual yeah so i just want to ta- like touch on this lightly because you could probably go back and find that podcast from us and revisit a, it i think that might have been episode three it might have been episode three or four it was probably three four no, I, oh, four i think we interviewed scott, oh, that was scott. From yeah our so team. that was three but three was more about uh, you know being organized schedule just it, you really have to like now's the time to really hone in on what you're doing daily and how those tasks are they time suckers or are they actually benefiting you in a certain way mm-hmm. and how can you adjust what you're doing to benefit you in a good way to get you where you want to be like when i come in in the morning am i doing what i'm supposed to do to convert 
leads or generate leads for that matter and then yep. convert them so I have stuff to do during the rest of the day, like mm -hmm. appointments, right? Because if, if yeah. I'm not doing that, I'm not going to have appointments later in the day to go to. So yeah. my day is going to be unfulfilled. So I'm going to leave unfulfilled, and I'm not going to feel fulfilled, and I'm going to feel like this is a downshift, and I'm not really doing anything. Whereas if I put the extra time in, come into work early, work a little later, put the time in where it needs to be, and actually schedule my time accordingly, I'm going to be right. fulfilled like we have been by having extra listing appointments and stuff like that. We haven't really noticed a shift because we've ramped up to adjust for it, right? Mm -hmm. So our our appointments haven't changed. They've stayed the same, right? which is good. That's Consistent. what we want. Consistent. Consistency mm -hmm. is awesome, right? Mm -hmm. right? We don't want to see the downshift in anything, even though everybody else is. Right. We want to stay consistent because that means, well... My clients are consistently helped, right? We're consistently happy. I have a consistent pay. I mean, that's always on the back of everybody's mind. And Absolutely. I let that out of the closet. I, you know, I don't. My my family doesn't need to feel the burden. Absolutely not. Because of a shift. Because I'm not doing my job. Right. Right. I need so, to feed my dogs, Joe. I need to feed my kids. <laughs> <laughs> um. And next, I want to move into motivation. Do you have anything else on organizing schedule? I know. Uh, no, no. I think you hit it on the head with the organizing and schedule. That's. Yeah. Um, I think that's once again in the foundation of the business. Yeah. Okay. Good. And motivation, I think, is key in this time. And I mean, we're in the Midwest, so motivation is something that's needed. Because sometimes you wake up and it is dark, mm -hmm. and overcast, and gloomy. You wake up horrible. Exactly. And it was 18 degrees this morning when I woke up and dark. Yep. I mean, I wake up at like 5, 5.15 and you can't see anything outside other than the street light down the road somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I mean, down the road because there isn't a street light by my house. And right. It's like, okay, let's do this. Hopefully it's sunny out by the time I actually make it to the office. And I was at the office, what, 7.30 and sun yeah. was kind of out glaring at me on the way in but so that made it a little better but by motivation i'm talking sometimes you need a little kick in the the rear well you to wake even up get out of bed because of where we're at you wake up at dark and you go to bed i'm sorry well you go home when the when the <laughs> you work wake up and you go to bed yeah <laughs> you, you you wake up and it's dark and then you you when you're done with the day it's it's dark again so yeah it can be you can lose it, sometimes. right? Absolutely, I mean, and you know what? Bad way. There's but. there's life hacks for that, mm -hmm. and one of them, you know, uh, one of my doctors. Here, oh, you were you were that, and you were listening to a podcast. Yeah. I wanted to tap into that. If yeah, you could quick. We, uh, you have to remind me of that, but but before we go into Your that, doctor, um, yeah. you know, the doctor said it. People, well, especially in the Midwest, we're in Wisconsin. And um, we are vitamin D deficient, and that's where you know I the know, sun you and got stuff. Me taking that now, for so last year, absolutely. So that's just that's another life. That's like a that's like a life mm -hmm. hack. That's like your mm -hmm. your. So when you're trying to find that motivation, that's Jeff definitely going to biohacking himself. I'm biohacking. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's there. It's, it's healthy there. to do it. Right. Do it's it. Not not healthy. Right. 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 Um, what were you talking about? Uh, the podcast about sleep. Oh, yes. You were um, telling me about? Was that, well, I know I was talking before about mm -hmm. also driving to work. Is that what you were trying to tap into? Yeah, as you well? were driving to work, listening to a podcast about like sleep and 
different kinds of sleep or something like that yeah well the the, the this is the person is jordan harbinger his show um he talks about sleep and it really was uh very interesting and it's actually and he even says it in the beginning it's actually just scary uh and that the health benefits for um you know this is it, without having that that proper sleep could be very uh I guess bad for your health. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, um, like for for the example, he says about you know fifty percent of the people that are out there are are sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says his his analogy is if he goes to the airport for some reason, everybody just like passes out on the plane. You know, you can't have electronics, you can't have this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just you know there. You're sitting in the you know seat. I have nothing to do. Right, you have nothing to do. I'm bored. And then that's what he sees, and he starts seeing people pass out they start to go to bed Got he says, else to do. right and and he says those people are sleep deprived yeah uh, it's because he says you know boredom does not make you sleepy right it's because you're sleep deprived yeah because your brain will function in another way he said also you know how there's like people maybe we've talked to and they say oh yeah i could get five hours of sleep every day and i am perfectly fine mm-hmm. the uh Percent, and this is a there are well number one there are people that could actually do it and it's such a slim and rare chromosome or dna i don't know if it's chromosome or dna in your body that allows that Mm -hmm. and it's uh for people who think they have it you may not have it i'm not going to say you you do or you don't Mm -hmm. but for to have that uh the chances of you getting struck by lightning to have that dna or chromosome uh is better to be struck by lightning than than having that um so but when people that say that it's they do you out there, they got struck by lightning. Man, I, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent. It's with this. probably why you're up a lot, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. I, I'm not gonna. Can uh, we you, reel you back in? Right, I'm doing the fake fishing pole. I know, you, right I now. know. We're gonna. Re- I know. I get some. Sometimes I get excited about certain things, but um, definitely, I think what Joe was trying to get at was uh, driving to work when you're tired um, and you tell yourself that you're awake, that you're awake. Your body, twenty percent of your mentality, or by telling yourself that, your your mind starts to think it, and then your body starts to feel it. Um, that's another life hack, I so guess. So we're using basically not an affirmation, but just saying out loud, like like we, when we go to call, it is we kind s- of an affirmation. We smile in the mirror, yeah. before we call because we're projecting our smile through the phone, yeah, right. And and I like on my way to work. I'm tired or something like maybe that day mm-hmm. maybe it worked a little too late um i literally sit in the car and i don't like smile out, mm-hmm. out the window he scares people i know can you imagine people looking at me like isn't that guy going to work and he's smiling i know i put this up on the back of our door to our office and i'm gonna put it on the next office that we move to in, a, in yeah. about a couple months here um but motivation is like showering mm-hmm. it requires you to do it daily every day every day Mm -hmm. so we need to dig deep when i wake up you got to dig deep and find your motivation for that what am i going to do what is my purpose today right right and you're going to find that purpose and you got to motivate yourself because you can't rely on other people to motivate you and if you don't motivate yourself you're going to demotivate yourself and sometimes people around you so we want to make sure you're finding your own motivation or you're finding some sort of motivation. So like I like to tap into a podcast or a YouTube video or anything like that just to 
get myself amped up, ready for the day so I can help motivate the people around me. So when they see me, when I'm at the office or when I'm at home, when I'm up, by the time everybody else gets up, I'm at level 10. Mm-hmm. Not a level 2 or right. level 5. When I'm up, I'm ready to go. Joe's in action. He knows what has to happen next. He's on top of it. He's got a schedule running. He knows what's going on. He knows how to get the kids to school, get them fed, get them, get them ready, get, you know, get them clothed, get them out the door. And then he's into work. He knows what he's got to do. He's got a schedule there. That's Joe. Level 10. I might not be a level 10 at night. I'm going to amp it down. I'm going to relax, be myself. But when I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm purposeful, I'm intentful, and I'm at a level 10. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Well, you have motivation. to be level 10 every day. Right. That's, well, you're, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. You have to get yourself to that level 10 That's giving every 100%. Day. Yep. Some people call it different things. I call it level 10. Well, that's why, like, a lot of the average agents around this time, they don't, they're, mm-hmm. okay, so, for example, our um, best um, quarters are the first and the second. Uh, a lot of the average agents, their, their uh, best quarters are, the second in the right yeah. so like spring and summer mm-hmm. but because we set up for the year mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. and we put in the time and work mm-hmm. it helps it it, it, it sets you up for the best year can you imagine if those people or anybody who really works maybe just a little bit extra during maybe the winter months mm-hmm. um and set themselves up for next year that they had three or four or all quarters just fantastic let's just say they had a couple extra deals right let's say you sign a couple extra clients or let's say you close in a couple extra deals or you had a couple extra contracts right and now we're dealing with now we're dealing with not just because it's traditionally a slower market but now we're dealing with the market shift Mm -hmm. so you have to deal with that on top of that right i'm gonna move into move past your myths then so we're, we're we're into the market shift right yeah and there's a there's a lot of myths about the market shift right right okay so we're gonna move into let's face the facts on your business right like what does the core of your business have to do with like whether you're looking for a contract whether you're trying to close a deal you're trying to get an account Whatever you're doing sales-wise or anything for that matter, we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast. Lead generating to find potential customers just might not be your favorite business subject. Mm-hmm. I don't always like coming in to hit the phones. Right. Uh, what do we call it? Smiling and dialing? Smiling and dialing. Got to get that smile on. And I don't always want to come in. I don't always feel chipper. I don't always want to just hit the phones and do it. But what do we call that, Jeff? Swallowing the frog. You got to do the biggest thing first. First. Absolutely. I mean, the truth is that you have to get into your business and actually get excited to do what you're supposed to do every day. Mm -hmm. And that's not my favorite part. That's not the glamour part of what we do. Right? Right. I mean, it's not the funnest part of what we do. Sometimes the funnest part is meeting the photographer out there to fly the drone. Ooh, that's exciting. I don't know. Maybe it's the closing table for a lot of people. Obviously, mm-hmm. we like that, and everybody likes to get paid, right? Maybe it's the feeling of, I brought value to this client, this customer, and they're super excited about moving into their house. I've heard everything about them. I've met them. Now we're going to be hanging out because we're friends. 
And I mean, we have tons of clients that we hang out with now because they've enjoyed working with us so much. They've said, I want to go buy another house in a few years just to work with you again. <laughs> I mean, right? Well, exactly. Exactly. And those are the things that are the fun parts about what we do. Mm -hmm. But they're not the parts that bring us what we need. It's the iceberg effect. Everybody mm -hmm. sees the tip of the iceberg, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't see the one that's the hard work underneath. Underneath that's the water. That's a very good analogy. And I'm going to tell you. I couldn't have came up with a better one myself. <laughs> and well, what do we say? That that time prospecting, and that's mm -hmm. that's our, that like Joe said, it's not glamour, but it's 20% no. of the day mm -hmm. that results in 80% of our business. Mm -hmm. That's huge. It's huge. 80%. And just by doing it, you 20 know. 20% of the time. 20 <laughs> Right. And I'm and just repeating you. So but you're most active in the morning. That's why we do it right away. Um get not, it done. On certain days. I mean we have the algorithms, right? Right. We figured out a lot of the things. Um definitely you want to know your market, want to know where you're at. Mm -hmm. Definitely who we're calling. Like if we're calling Sphere or our our people that we've done past clients or Yeah, that's what what he's saying is Sphere is our family past family, clients. Family past clients, and, coworkers, yep. that kind of stuff. We'll call them later in the day when we can hopefully reach them. But right. definitely want you you want to strategically put your time aside where it needs to be put. Absolutely. Right? And what we do is right back to scheduling. Scheduling. We just talked about that. Um, but definitely you you want to make sure you're doing the hardest things first. And then trickling down into the smaller things that are on your schedule yeah. and marking them off, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it comes down, I mean, like you said, the myths of, of the business and mm -hmm. whatever. And uh, it, it comes down to finding your business. Mm -hmm. The shift, you got to find it. You, it might have to look, thing, you might have to look harder now mm -hmm. than you have in the past couple or of years. Or market more. I mean, what if that's, you just strictly market and you don't call people or actively find people and you're working on marketing? Maybe you have to throw more marketing dollars at it. Maybe you have to do more posts on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever you're marketing your product. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, maybe you have to do more of that to get in front of certain people yeah. at this point. Maybe you have to run certain sales. I, like, I don't know. Product testing. Product testing. Well, maybe know, more product testing. There's different things in different markets and different venues and different types of people that maybe have contracts or, you know, mm -hmm. Who knows? Inside sales, outside sales. It's all these different people that are listening to our podcast. We're not trying to just be strictly about real estate, but it it pertains to everybody. You, mm. Whatever you're doing, you have to amp up and do almost double what you, you're used to doing to be able to continue to stay on the, the status quo. Absolutely. Otherwise, you are going to feel the ups and downs and the dips Yep. and, and the ebbs and flows, right? That's it. Anybody who's in business, anybody. sales, owning you have to find the business, retail, right? Retail. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to find the customers. Up, they amp up and try to find customers. They run more ads. Yep. They what do you, more things. You, you, you. I mean, I, I did retail very like for a year. Mm -hmm. you, I know you were in it for a while. Yeah. Businesses go into the black during the holiday season. Do you think they're relaxing right now? Well, see, the the thing is, like with retail and i was operations and a manager mm -hmm. the company we ordered our own product that kind of stuff do you understand the increase in the foot traffic in your store so now my lights are on longer so i have that right yeah i have to hire more employees so i have to pay them for that right you know all the different things that you're using i mean even it, it, it comes down to like how many times the toilets are flushed i'm i'm paying more for that because there's that many more people in my store right mm -hmm. 
I have to increase my volume to cover that and make money so I can now after the holidays are over people go it not a recession but it goes down my sales go down dramatically because I'm getting returns so how do I increase my sales to cover the returns and cover the amount of people that I had in my store and cover the plumbing and cover the lighting and cover all that stuff? So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into just that portion of it. Mm-hmm. So now think about real estate. Well, not a lot of people are buying houses. Not a lot of people are selling houses. So how do you get that 1% to 2% of the people and have them work with you instead of somebody else? Right. Well, I bring a lot of value, and I make a lot of phone calls, and mm-hmm. we do all the things that we do, right? Absolutely. So what in your business do you do differently? Do you do more marketing? Do you do more calling? Do you do more emailing? Do you do more messaging via uh, the the World Wide Web? I, I don't know. Like, depends on what you do, mm-hmm. right? But it sounds like you got to do more of it. <clears throat> more of it, mm-hmm. period. Find, right. find out how many it took to get one, and then double that to get what you need what's now. the worst case scenario you double it and you double your sales oh darn right oh bummer oh man right making more money right but put the effort in <laughs> um it, there's one part i, I don't want to skip and it's educate innovate and execute right and I, we do a lot of that now and you were kind of telling us a little bit about like a podcast you were listening to regarding like sleep and i know i've been listening to a lot more podcasts um, on the way to work or I'm watching a YouTube video I do get them daily like multiple of them and then I kind of weed through them and find the ones that resonate with me more I find some value or impact um, and then I forward them on to my team our team mm-hmm. um, and we we put them in our our message board so we can kind of all like talk about them that kind of stuff um, but I think if we're educating ourselves, and learning on a daily basis, and then we're innovating what we do. So we're always trying, hey, Jeff, I got this good idea. Let's adjust what we do here, and we'll make this work. Or, you know, Jeff's like, hey, we just went on this listening appointment, and we have to adjust this because I noticed this, and if we do this differently, it'll work better. And I'm just using loose terms so you can kind of follow along quickly. And then we actually execute them on the next one. And it's like, man, that actually worked. Like, you know, people ask us, like, you know your listing appointment how do you do it and how does that work and has it been the same and it's like no in all honesty we've changed it over probably a hundred times in the last year because after every listing appointment we go on for the most part we ride in the same vehicle and if not we're on the phone immediately after going how did you think that went what do you think about the seller did we do this right and did we do that and we're literally nitpicking everything we've done and then we're masterminding the entire thing right right so I think if we're educating ourselves from a standpoint of, hey, we're reading books. Like what book are we reading right now? Uh, Leaders at Last. By Simon Sinek. Yeah, by Simon Sinek. And then we're rereading The Shift yep. just to kind of go through. Refresher. And, and by rereading, we mean we've dog-eared a bunch of pages. So we're kind of reading the ones in between the dog-ears. The most important ones. Or the, the, the aha moments that we've had in The Shift because that we've implemented. Because we have portions that we know we want to get the in, inside portions see if we can pick up anything else we do know um and then we're looking at podcasts that kind of stuff in between so we're educating ourselves from all different angles anytime that we possibly can and then we're innovating what we do so we're completely changing everything we do almost on a daily basis sometimes like we always have like an aha moment because we're learning we're failing forward right 
And then we're executing these things like on a daily basis. Like I just had a bad phone call. I could have done this. Let's uh, make sure we do that next time. I'm going to type that into our uh, scripts uh, so we don't make that mistake. That was a, that was some, that was an objection I could have handled and I'm going to put it in our objection handler section. Right. Done. And I, I think what you're also saying is sharpening the tools mm-hmm. that you use in your business. I mean, mm-hmm. for example, our tools is our scripts. Right. We have to know them front and back. And I have it's to feel not, comfortable using them well, too, though. Exactly. But right? I mean, do we sound like a robot or does the script always go the same way every time? No, I mean. No, they don't. It's up to the seller or prospect who you have on the phone. And it's, I mean, we could we could go from one question to the next very easily. But we jump from those questions sometimes, right? right? And Well, absolutely, because they don't always go the exact same way. When you no, get you a can't. phone call from like a telemarketer mm-hmm. and they sound like a oh, robot and you just sit that. there and listen. And you're like, shut up. So I, can I know. Please politely tell you I don't want it because exactly. we're polite, right? Yeah, we're exactly. Because I mean, we burn that business. But what do we do? We, we, we make it about them. Mm-hmm. We, we know that we need to jump in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we know those, you have to actively listen. You ha- oh, well, that's a big did, part. Did I, that's huge. I didn't want to cut in on you. No, that's, that's the biggest thing. That that's the main point. But you have to know your scripts in the background to know when to jump back to the script, right? Right. Is that what you're getting at? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, and but that's one of the tools that we use, and somebody else's tools may be different. You mm-hmm. know, uh, knowing your product as best as possible. Yeah. You know, I I don't. Do you have another good one for that? No, I mean it's it. It really comes down to, like, let's say ours are numbered one through ten. It's really being able to jump from one to a a side conversation, like I guess going off on a tangent, like we do sometimes on the podcast, but then jumping right back onto number two. Right. I mean, Absolutely. I think that's the biggest way. Like we jump off topic all the time because we get really passionate about what we're doing, and so do prospects, and so do we while we're on the phone. But being able to jump right back into the lane of traffic or right back onto to our script is key because mm-hmm. it's keeping them on task of what we're doing. It's right into the funnel of where we want them to go. And it, it goes right the back sales to confidence. And, and we and feel confident. Yeah. I feel confident and I know the next question, no matter where they end up, I can always bring it back to where I want them to be. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because okay. you know what you're doing. You've sharpened your skills and the tools that you have. And this is a perfect segue into the next section that oh we have. Oh, my goodness. And that actually wasn't planned. That's actually kind of funny. It, it wasn't. No, we're <laughs> just kind of spitballing here. But it's being intentional and purposeful, right? Uh, we want to make sure we're being very, and this goes all the way back to what I first said, being organized and scheduled. Before you go any further, this, this oh. reminds me when you say punch in and punch out as oh, a job. yeah. That's not what mm. you do when you're intentional. No, no. No, I'm not just punching a clock. Yeah, I got to come in, make some phone calls, go home. I just don't want to be here because I, you know, this is what I'm doing. Right. I want to be intentional in what I'm doing. I want to be purposeful. So we have, we have, I, I, I believe it, you know, I have marked down your page 73. I think you have your book open. If you're following along anywhere without the shift, like throughout the shift book, I tried to mark down some page numbers that I found impactful for you. Um, being intentional and purposeful, one of the biggest things, page 73 in there, and that it just, you know, your number one priority is, and everything else is a distraction. So knowing what your number one priority is and setting your day up, right? And what's our number one priority, Jeff, when we come into work? What do you do for, well, 
I'm no, setting up for the day. But after you set up for the day. what's your number one priority after it's, that? It's finding business. But you're. But what do you do prior to that? Like, because I want to dig in. Like, we all know what we're supposed to do. Like, you come to work and, you know, my job is a manager in real or uh, uh, retail. So, great. You know your job. You're supposed to manage your people, right? Or I'm just a, 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 a clerk here and I, I work in the department of selling clothes. Okay, great. Or hey, I'm I'm a sales rep for an outside sales company, and I'm supposed to call other companies, and that's what I do. So you know your job, you know your number one priority. But what do you do to set up for your day to get you to that number one priority? So your morning what do, routine. What do you do? Yeah, what's your morning like? Just a small portion. Give me the biggest thing that you do that sets you up for your day. Man, well, I mean, what's one big thing? I grab my coffee. <laughs> Without his coffee, I don't think he I can know. function. Uh, no, it's the coffee, and then you know I, I check my emails. I get that done. I, it's, by doing that, by getting my emails done, it it removes the noise from stuff that was happening it's questions while my head, while right? my day was done. Exactly, you have those questions, right? What does my email look like? What's in there? Mm-hmm. You're removing Contact the noise, me. and then you're focusing on the what number one priority. Yeah, I was I was just trying to be that noise. Oh yeah, in great. The background. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I I think I do the same thing. I I do like to check my email, get it out of the way and then just remove it. Yeah. I like to get it out of there. I yeah. don't want that on my screen cuz when I'm calling I don't want to be doing anything else cuz if I'm intentional and purposeful when that prospect answers the phone, I want my script to be for forefront. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm thinking about I need to be able to answer, run with it, and work with it. And if I'm doing something else in the background, I don't think I can, if they answer, actually answer the phone, I don't think I can actually be intentional or purposeful. Yeah. Right? What do you think? Absolutely. Well, that kind of reminds me when I was working at UPS as a uh, supervisor, when I was managing a, a, an area of, of um, trucks mm-hmm. and the people that were loaning, my number one priority was to keep those people motivated. Mm. I mean, you're, I mean, you're there for, you know, four to five hours. I mean, right now they're putting in seven hours and, the, and they're in this trailer. All they're doing is loading boxes. Mm. It gets boring. Monotonous. Yes, it does. So, I mean, my job, that's, I mean, I'd be in there motivating. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's, that, that's did, the whole job. Did you throw candy bars at them? <laughs> no, but every Friday I would buy them pizza. Oh. Pizza. Yeah. For anybody out there who's in management, pizza is a huge it, motivator. It is a motivator. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to, into motivation, but then into actually like implementing things in your business, right? I wanted to jump into what are you implementing and are do you like right now we should be implementing a business plan what do you think well we have that already in the calendar don't we i think any business plan should be setting up for the um for the next year and now also keeping into consideration Mm -hmm. um the way we keep saying it we're gonna sound like a broken record but we're trying to prove a point broken set up for the for for the shift absolutely Um, We're, we're not setting up for the shift though we're setting up for next year Right. Already. Like well, absolutely. We always do it in December. Yeah. And it's we we purposefully make it part of the time where we should be prospecting. So it's a huge part of our business time that we're taking. Um, we make it fun. I know I always make Bulletproof Coffee. So if anybody of you out there like mm, Bulletproof Coffee. It is actually really good. It. I call it brain on fire juice. It makes my brain on fire. Mm-hmm. 
like in a good way. Oh yeah. It lights me up and I'm able to think for a long period of time with very high, I don't know, cognitive ability. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way of saying yeah. it? Um, but your business plan should be done sometime around right now when we're releasing this podcast. There are some businesses that already have it set up. Sure. And I don't believe, well, I don't necessarily not believe, but we've always done ours right around now oh, to December. Yeah, this is That right, gives us right. in our yeah. line of work oh, plenty yeah. of time. Oh, yeah. We want to use the most relevant numbers and we want to use most of the year. Well, I mean, we, we, we can't have really what, do that until this time. But what I'm saying is right. how important it is is that oh. some businesses already have it done. Yeah. I mean, and they, some can use last year's to this year's numbers very easily, and we want to use all of our closed business. So right about now is where we know all of our closed business is closed, and all of well, our we have next closing, year's yep. business is actually going to close Absolutely. next year. All the business we have on the books right now is going to close next year. Absolutely. So we're at that point now that we're 30 to 45 days out that we can say all of the business we're going to have right now, unless we get a cash deal that could happen, is going to not really throw off our business it's not that much. Throw it off. Right. Where we can now do our business plan perfectly mm-hmm. and be able to see where our business came from, how many dials, how many clients, how many you know referrals, all the different aspects that go into making our business plan work. And it's really about just knowing your numbers and being mm-hmm. able to set up for next year. So we literally know how many calls we have to make to hit a contact and how many contacts to get a an appointment and how many appointments we have to go on to get a closed deal or a or a contract for that matter mm-hmm. and how many contracts we have to get to get a closed deal so i mean i skipped over one but i mean we literally have it down to a science almost mathematically where we know exactly what we have to do so it's like real estate it is down. predictable oh, i know stupid a, a lot of people especially when you're new you're like you know like man you're working straight commission but Ugh. After you, after you got that first year, it is predictable. It's so, pre- it's so predictable. Like I, I just said it, and I don't want to keep saying it, but it, it's stupid. It's this is what I have to do, and if I don't do it, I won't get it. So either I follow this algorithm, or I, I don't close deals. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's literally how easy it is. Either I make these phone calls, it's so and simple. I do it intention, intentionally, and purposefully. Mm-hmm. Like, real, what is it? Real estate's simple not easy right absolutely is that, is that one of the uh, yep that's okay. that, that's it that's one of my favorite clo- uh, quotes is i mean it's simple it's just not easy you have to be good at what you do you have to master your craft you have to know the scripts you have to put the time in. you have to do all the other stuff we've been talking yep. about but honestly it's simple if you do it if you do it it's if you gonna show happen. up and actually follow the plan that you've put mm-hmm. in place it's it's really simple and not half fast. i was gonna say fr- freaking simple and Full then you ass. just swore Right. Well, <laughs> this is a podcast. I didn't say, uh, you know, I didn't drop the F-bomb. That would be, that'd be uh, weird. And I did put in here conversion, how many calls, how many appointments, and that was one of the big things I want to bring up. But I know the next one, you know, everybody's like, well, great, you're making a ton of phone calls, and I make phone calls, and, you know, maybe I'm doing something where I'm internet marketing or I'm doing emails or maybe I'm texting or maybe I'm doing messaging through um you know, in uh, Facebook Messenger. So, what are the six connection questions you can use, and how do you use them? Well, I'll go over them. Why don't I go over them, and you 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 can tell us how we use them. Okay. So, uh, the six connection. I'm sorry. The six connection questions are: uh, one, who are they? Two, yeah. what do they want or need to do? Mm-hmm. Three, 
where do they want or need to do it for this is i oh go, go ahead keep, no keep okay. going yeah. okay i, I i'm um, really excited about this one I, I have a really good analogy for this so four why do they want or need to do it mm. five when do they want or need to do it and six how do they plan to do it and this is page 95 he actually read this straight out of the shift i mean and we have our books open just so we can kind of give you like exactly what they're saying because some of this stuff we are citing from the shift some of it we're citing from what we've done over the past eight years in our real estate like life span i guess you could say so we wanted to make sure we're implementing like hardcore facts that we have been written down and then some of the stuff from our life and our business that we've been implementing but man like okay i'm gonna sit in my office in front of a office window and i'm gonna promote selling outdoor equipment is that cool mm -hmm. are, you gonna, are you gonna buy my outdoor equipment maybe right but if i put it on and actually went out and did a hike and videotaped myself with a gopro camera and was like this stuff is legit and it works and check out these shoes my feet are dry they're not wet and i'm i'm the terrain is like not affecting me in any point this vest is keeping me warm the pack on my back is pretty light i'm able to like heat up my food with this really awesome burner like would you buy my product absolutely probably you more effectively than in a well, office setting. Well, absolutely. Well, when you're like, well, that's just like anybody who's researching it, right? Okay, sure. I need I need new boots, and then you have somebody who's telling you about their boots and yeah. how it's going to help you. Oh. So you're why talking about gonna, reviews. Yeah. That, Can I find reviews on your product? Let's hope so. How readily available are they? Can I go on Google and find them? I I would hope so. Can I find them on a different site? Can I go on Facebook and find reviews about your product, about your company? Well, I don't my, know. Well, well, my company, yes. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, do you have reviews? Do we know where to find your product? Are you actually testing your product? Are you selling your product in the area where your product is actually supposed to be sold? Mm -hmm. Well, that goes into, like, uh, why do they want or need it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, if if we're selling hike, well, I guess uh, snow boots, let's say, because we're in Wisconsin. Sure. But if you're trying to sell snow boots in California. Northern, Northern California, yeah. I'm sorry, South, Southern California, yeah. you're just, it's not going to happen. Maybe Northern. Maybe. Northern, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, so we have to find the six connection questions and relate them to our business and find out, am I actually doing them? Well, it's absolutely what you, you you better be doing them. And the number two, I mean, it comes down to when you're talking to your clients, are you talking to the right person? Mm -hmm. I, I, the marketing dollars that you're spending, mm -hmm. are you spending them the right way to reach right. the people that... Are you actually doing a video you're supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. Are you connecting the six connection questions? Or are you doing a video people? about hiking in your kitchen with a right. video? <laughs> That Look, would be pretty funny. I'm using this awesome burner in my kitchen when I have a stove right behind me that could work better, but this burner would work awesome outside because mm -hmm. I have no other stove. Man, that reminds me of the the uh, flex seal. Yeah, where the guy cuts the boat. Yeah, but they actually <laughs> go out and show him using it. Well, he's not, he's on he's on this boat with I a mean, huge old flex seal. He's got a he's got a. a, a what is that? A storm door like yes. flex seal to the bottom of his boat, yeah. and he's working. That's well, cool. I'll buy it. I, I know. I saw it at the store. I'm like, I think I literally... Just thought, in case my boat sinks. I thought, yeah. I really honestly, 
it, he had, they had even his own little area. I'm like, I think I should just just pick up one of those just, just in case. case. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe I don't know. They but got yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Marketing yeah. worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, definitely want to move into the next. And I mean, what do you think the biggest part of our our business is? I mean, the biggest part. Scripts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's like, you know, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe our clients, maybe our customers. And I'm like, well, for sure, clients and customers. But I think scripts, knowing them. Well, yeah, we, we touched base on that. and We and, did. And yeah. that, once again, that's, that's sharpening, sharp, I'm sorry, sharpening your tools. But that's the important part. You got, you got to have confidence in what you're trying to do. Con- oh, that's a good word. Yeah. And, and that's mm-hmm. what, uh, that's what mm-hmm. that does. And that's what it helps you with. Mm-hmm. Um, scripts are very important. I don't care if you're selling you know, a t-shirt, but if you have something that, uh, that could help grab somebody in to, uh, promote those right. products, mm-hmm. uh, use it or figure out something that will. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're a hundred percent, but during using scripts, right? What do we do at the end of the script? Well, we kind of reevaluate what was said mm-hmm. and tweak what we need to, if we so, need to. I mean, we're using a sales funnel. I think everybody on the phone or not the phone call, but uh, the, the podcast understands what a funnel is, and we're using the sales funnel, and I think everybody knows that. And at the end of the sales funnel, we come to a close. We have to try to convert our potential client or our, our, our prospect into a, into a client or a, a customer, right, of ours, and we got to close them. When we have a good conversation with, with somebody, mm-hmm. how many times do we close? At least three. At least three. All the time. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get three, and I mean, come up with an excuse. Let me tell man, you, man. You could. I don't need to no, cut no, no, you no, off. No, go. Jeff's on the phone, man, and I've hold. I'm holding my fingers up, and he's looking at me like he's sweating bullets because he knows I got one. And there's my finger. Okay, waiting. He's got two, and I put my two up while my phone's ringing on my end. He's hoping that I get a call, so I drop the two down and start, you know prospecting my lead and then if i go if i don't have a three i'm holding the two up in his face and he's sweating bullets trying to get that third one in before they hang yep. up because he wants to get the third and it's same way back for me he'll hold his fingers up for me and it's it's pretty intense we yep. get we get a little competitive that what's way. my classic third close on our listing appointments if i don't ask you one more time joe's gonna kill me I'm going to get in that car and Joel's going to give me a hard time if I do not me, ask you one more time. It's either kill me or hard time. Is there anything that we can do today yeah. to start working to for you? To get these contracts yeah. signed yeah. before we leave. Yeah, it, It's worked and a it's few worked. times. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, all right. I well, feel bad for well, you. We you don't know, need this guy beating you up. I'm not even that big. I don't know if it's about, yeah, it's not about feeling bad, but then they see the confidence. They see that we are really trying hard. When they see that you try hard for them, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to close the deal. And there's different types of closes. I mean, there's 10 classic closes that well, work. Absolutely. And you know what? That's the thing is uh, we'll, we'll go into every single one, but uh, it's, Finding the motivation. Do not waste your time on somebody who mm. is literally a absolute no. Right. When they're an absolute no, you know what we do? Fine. You're going Next. right into the decision continuum. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I did I say is that a big word for a lot of people? Like a big saying? Like we're just jumping back and forth, but they coincide with each other. Right? There's yeah. people that are just gonna shut you down no matter what. And you have to be able to make the correlation between a hard no, 
a maybe no, and on the fence, or somebody that's trying to push you to see if you know what you're doing and see if you're a good salesperson. Right? Right. Am I right? Yep. And I just made you do it. And what is that called? An assumptive, right? Assumptive? Yep. Or indirect? I thought it was assumptive. I don't know. No, it's the, it's the assumptive clause. That's where, like, for example, when you're talking with somebody and you want a yes to come out of your mouth, mm-hmm. you start shaking your hand yes. Yeah. Hey, does that sound right? And as you're saying yes, or as you're, I'm sorry, see, I'm, I'm saying yes to me nodding already. Mm-hmm. As but you're I just got you to yes. say right. Right. See? Well, <laughs> what happens, and, and he's nodding his head. It again. Um, it's power, it's the power of it assumption. Out. Try right? it out. People, if you're out there and you're trying to close a deal. Does that make sense? And you nod your head, mm-hmm. yes or no. And if you say, if that makes sense, they will most, more likely than not, say yes. Yes. Absolutely. And there's a lot, of, and man. I've listen. trained myself to do this, and it's crazy because we'll be training our buyer agents or somebody from another team will be helping out. And I'll be talking, and you know how many times I can make them say yes or nod their head or agree with me? And it's something completely off topic. But they will agree with Jeff or I for no reason whatsoever because we're using a, the assumptive close. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It, Jeff's agreeing with me now, and he probably doesn't even agree. I, I don't even know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Um, that reminds me of the book, <laughs> uh, Instant Rapport. Yes. It, it, it will go into closes. but It does go into When it comes that, to yeah. like mimicking, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll try to mimic. In the book, he, he tells a story that he, he was trying to do some experiments with mimicking. So he took his friend out to dinner. Uh, and, um, when he took his friend out to dinner, uh, he wanted to see what would happen when he started mimicking their moves. Uh, so he started to kind of like when, um, they, he would, he would cross his hands, uh, he would cross his hands. Mm -hmm. And then when he started to do that, he started to make gestures to see if he would mimic and he said oh, yeah. that I went to grab my cup of coffee and I took a sip. And almost as I was grabbing my cup of coffee, he grabbed his. Was that a podcast? No, it was. It's an. It, the story is in Instant Report. It was a pod, There was a podcast on it too. Maybe I yeah. read it. I know the exact thing you're talking. And about. And the guy said, yeah. "I could have sworn there was no coffee in his cup." Right, and he was still doing it just because I was. Exactly, yeah, I read that. And when or, you, when you, mm-hmm. that's what we try to do. So we mimic the sellers or clients. Mm-hmm. And then when we start mimicking or we start doing something and they are mimicking us, that's when you're in control. Right. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, so we talked about classic closes. Another one I liked is the um, uh, the uh, tie-down mm. phrases. Yeah, that's, that's you're really favorite. good at that. So the, the tie-down phrases, for example, is uh, telling them a question that you know what the answer is already. For example. Or tying it down with the contracts on the table already. Right, right. Like, yeah. well, for my my example that that I think would work well with a, a lot of uh, agents, uh, but it is if I'm able to make you m- more money and sell the house quicker, mm-hmm. don't you think that would be beneficial to me with me? Well, for both of, you and I, right? I think is how you say it, right? Yeah, yes. And they say yeah, but what course. is that? I mean, well, yeah. If you, you make you can't more disagree money, with that, of course, right? But then that also ties. Well, I'm saying ties down, but that also correlates with the uh, uh, the dis- the decision continuum is is if they if they said no, no, and then then you kind of know their motivation. Mm-hmm. That's like more of the absolute no or, or a firm no. Mm-hmm. Am I really going to waste my time there? Probably not. Nah. Right. We're going to move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's all you got. 
Yeah, well, I was pretty. That that was my you're, aha. You're pretty moment. passionate about that. That was my aha. He moment. does like the tie down clothes. I'll right. give you that. Well, you also mentioned that um, people will say no, mm-hmm. but they're really trying to figure out if you know what you're talking about, or they're trying to push you as a salesperson. To, they're trying, yeah, in general. Yeah, they're trying to draw out a little more information. Sometimes a no is a yes, but you could gauge it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you're like, well. Well, really not thinking about it right now. Ooh, I that's thought, that's a yes to I me. Thought, I thought I'd take a little time off. That's exactly. That's mm. a yes to me. Yeah. That's like, well, pff, you don't really know what the market's doing right now, and you have no idea what's going on, so I'm going to create some value here right? and really tell you what's going on because I know what's going on. That goes into the tie-down phrase I just said. Yeah. Well, how can you do that? Great. Mm-hmm. I could tell you about that. Let's sit down and, and we'll go over how we can be more proactive and we'll talk about how we're going to make you more I money. I had a really bad experience. I think I'm going to take some time off. Like, those are all things that right. happen, right? Or right. That I really I really don't know what I'm doing. I, I need to make a decision, but no, not right now. I, I, I want to take a break. I want to take some time to think about it. Ooh, There's I all different that. ones. I hate that. Yeah. Well, two heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. Let's move Let's forward. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Boom. You can, you can handle these. We'll hug it out. Oh, man, see, <laughs> I, w- I'm, I was going to say, but that's the scripts. You knew oh. what the, exactly to yeah. say at that moment. We got it. There's a trend in this whole thing to combat shift. And it's that's almost, a no, but it's not a no because we've converted tons of those, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And But there's, there's, do you guys not start to see the pattern here? Is you, you might have to work harder. Do the things that are most important. Put some extra hours in. Put some extra hours in. Unfortunately. Sharpen the tools that you have. Mm-hmm. These are, and you know what's funny? You mean script practice? Right. Oh, script practice. Darn. Uh, uh, but don't you guys see, like, these are things you should be doing now, even if it wasn't a market shift. Yeah. You just might have to do it a little more often during the market shift. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, I, I feel like we've been going back to certain things that we've said. Mm-hmm. There's a trend here. Mm-hmm. Right? Wouldn't you agree? I, I totally agree. All, they all correlate to each other, right? Right, absolutely. So uh, I as, guess uh, as an interlude, well, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say with because we we talked about the firm yes or firm no or absolute no. Just you'll be able to gauge it, but people who are out there. If you hear a no, it, maybe if you don't gauge it, a no is never just a no. Ask one more question. Mm, try one more time. Right. Try, try one up, more time. Try up to three times. Wait a second. Is that the second finger? I need to ask one more question. Mm-hmm. Do it again. Okay. If you get if you get a no, then there you go. You know where they stand. Right. It it doesn't hurt to ask one more time. That's right. Right? No. It doesn't. Um I I have a quick interlude. I just want to really interject this. And I know one of my sayings is ABT. What does it stand for? <laughs> I'm trying to mouth it too. He's trying to mouth it. That didn't work he, out. He knows I'm going it. off the old, always be closing. Yeah. He knows it. It's called always be testing. Oh, testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always be testing. We're always trying to find a different product, whether or not it's our return on investment is good or not. We don't want to be. Oh. And I already te- I already touched on this, and I just want to touch oh, on yeah. it again. Yeah. Don't spend your money foolishly during a shift. Don't spend your money foolishly when you're not bringing in the same amount of money you are during the rest of the year. Absolutely. Just get rid of it. Put it on pause. Take it off the burner. You know, tell them you're going to pause it for a month or two. Just take out your profit and loss and look at it. I just want to reiterate that again. I had it marked down here again as something to touch on one more time because that's the biggest 
money time sucker, money waster from any real estate agent. Mm -hmm. They have a thing they're not using that's in the background that maybe might have worked for a portion of the year, but it's not working right now. But they, they're paying for it because they get a small discount for keeping it for the whole year, and that's the way they get you. The rule of thumb, Joe, and me and you both know this mm-hmm. is, and that's, I don't care if it's any business who a program or something that's supposed to gain you more business. If you don't get a, a seven times return mm-hmm. on that initial investment, it's not a good yeah. investment. Don't keep it. Don't keep it. Right. We just switched companies uh, that helps us to a different one because we were not seeing that return on investment. Mm-hmm. And luckily we did. We mm-hmm. tested it. It just didn't work, but we switched that into something else. That is right. Um, so enough on that. We touched on it twice. I think we drilled that home. Make, just look at your profit. If you don't have a profit and loss sheet, I suggest doing one. You can really learn a lot from just. We look at this basically weekly at our Monday morning accountability or motivational Mondays. Um, you know, our sit downs, and we'll literally look at our profit and loss and see where our profit and our losses and then we can literally tell and physically see hey okay our profit margins are good we're still treading water this is awesome like that's where we just need to be next subject is it's really funny it's actually on page 279 i believe correct um yeah uh within the shift book if you don't have it i suggest getting it i'm just going to drill that home again Uh, but act your wage what does that mean? Uh, that means act where you see yourself. So, so if you're, at, well, go, well, no, go ahead. I was interrupting. No, no. I mean, I wanted to hear what you got to say, but man, I'm just really passionate about this. And this is what I did at a very young age. And we both kind of did this, I think, because we, we came up in the same office before we switched to where we are now and teamed together so Mm -hmm. maybe i'll speak for both of us and jeff will agree but there's there's things that happen there's other people that have done things throughout i guess it life itself and in our business for one that you follow a specific path that's given to you like this is the way it works and this is how it works and these are proven methods that happen right Mm -hmm. there's proven things that you can do that equal success or equal something right like if you make your phone calls and you do things a certain way you will have business right like right. is that smallest of yep. the smallest way of putting it? and if you visualize yourself to be that person whether it's dressing acting talking knowing your scripts being confident in what you're doing and making those phone calls the way they're doing them and you're following that way of doing thing that timeline of events or how they're doing it or their structure on how they work their day and what they're doing you're going to equal what they are right so you're acting the wage of what they are already so you're mimicking somebody that's already done it and being them not necessarily them you're still yourself right like i'm still jeff and you're you know whatever i'm still joe you're still jeff but you're literally mimicking something that's already proven to work Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So we've literally taken a few teams or a few other agents and melded them into one and mimicked and done proven methods that got us to where we are today. Is that not true? That's very true. So by acting your wage means 
we've literally sat down, visualized where we wanted to be in three to five years, wrote down everything that these other people are doing and said, we have to do these things at a very high level and we have to do them now. Otherwise, we're not going to be there. Mm -hmm. We did them very quickly. Within one year, we literally increased 133% over what we did the year prior. Right. And this year we did, what, 288% or something crazy over the last year. So, I mean, we're literally... By leaps and bounds, we're taking this and running with it and just going, okay, we have to do this at a higher level, and then we have to do this at a higher level. What's the next theme that we have to emulate and be at a higher level? So we're acting the wage that we want to become instead of acting the wage that we are. Well, I mean, that comes to, I mean, the simplest is, you know, act the part. Like, dress Mm -hmm. the part Mm -hmm. of what you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Us, it's, you know, suit and tie. Um, it's becoming confident. It's, it's not just that, yeah. It's well, right, but we're mindset. not going to go to a listing appointment in our jeans and a t-shirt and say that we could list your house and sell it. But do you feel confident you could? Well, absolutely, but yeah. we have to perceive ourselves to yes. those clients. Correct. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. You definitely have to dress the part, but it's also a lot more than just dressing. Well, of and course. And I think you were getting into that. Yeah, I, sure. I, I, that was the simplest form yeah. of act the wage. It doesn't mean right. you have to, well, I don't know, like, Oh, I'm so rich and you're not. That's right. not what I'm trying to say. Don't go buy a Mercedes just to have a Mercedes. R- exactly. We don't want you to go in debt. It's acting the part, becoming a professional, being a professional, reading what you need to read to sharpen your tools, mm-hmm. dress appropriately, address your clients the way that they should be addressed, or be address them like a million-dollar agent would, even though you're new. If you do that, you're you're well on your way to becoming that agent. And that's exactly what that is. Right. Act that wage. Yeah. It's really emulating what they're already doing Mm -hmm. and finding out how that fits your niche and what you're doing. So there's always somebody in your office or in your business. And that's the reason why you got into it because you were passionate about it. And you were like, that person, whoever that may be, really does it at a really high level. And I like them. You may not like everything about them, and that's cool because you're going to be yourself, right? But just really tapping into those core core ideals, core competencies, or core facts or whatever they do about their day that you really enjoy, you're going to act your wage with them. You're going to mm-hmm. you're going to you have to literally close your eyes and picture and do a vision board. Maybe you have to write it down. Maybe you have to describe it on a piece of paper. Maybe you have to write those ideals down. Maybe you have to visualize it. Maybe you have to do affirmations for it. But you really have to become that person before you be actually become that person. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely, yeah. You, you have to become that person in your mind, body, and spirit before you actually become that person. And like, I mean, I've had people that I haven't talked to in years, and they're like, hey, Joe, you've changed. And I'm like, I, I hope so. I change daily. Mm-hmm. I it's, <laughs> well, that that, that kind of reminds me of fake it till you make it, and I'm a huge believer in that. That's the worst way of saying it, but yes, it's well, the I same know. exact well, thing. Well, when, it's when not people, saying it right. Well, it exactly. says it the exact wrong way, but it's the same exact thing. But I will tell you, I am a firm, firm believer in that mm-hmm. because what you're doing is you're you're given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Anybody could do anything. Yeah. For the, well, for the most part, as long as you put your mind to it, as long as long as you like fail forward enough. Well, what are we trying to do? We're, I mean, we're we're trying to take we're trying to take our business and grow it as much as possible. And you know what? I'm acting like I'm already there because if I'm not, 
it's not it's just not going to grow mm-hmm. right we're putting in the hours put, we're putting in the research we're putting in the time we will get there but at least i'm acting the part to get there mm-hmm. right yeah um and you know i I think what we're going to end on and it's funny because this is what kind of the whole podcast is all about is uh fail your way to success Mm, right my favorite uh our podcast is called the calculated free fall why is it called that well before we do anything we do the research we calculate a little bit we calculate it and then Then we we implement it we just jump we just do it and you know what if it doesn't work who cares we learn from it uh, I want to quote the great Zig Ziglar. Ooh, I like him. Uh, I, I do like a lot of his quotes. I like a lot of his old school stuff. I listen to him still to this day sometimes. I go back, but he says, a big shot is a little shot that just kept shooting. Simple. Yeah. Everyone falls down, but not everyone gets up. The trick in life is to get up, right? Right. And we, we need to get up and we need to learn from our failures to be able to have success in life. Right, and it's literally when we fall down. A lot of people stay down, or they'll feel hurt, or they'll feel like a failure, or they'll feel like, "Oh, that was a no, and I I shouldn't keep calling, and this is horrible, and that felt bad." And we laugh about a lot of that mm-hmm. because it's just somebody we couldn't connect with. That's how right. I feel. Like, right. I'm sorry I couldn't get through to you. And I couldn't connect with you on the level that I wanted to connect with you on. Like, man, sometimes there's a day where I just feel a little down. Sure, yeah, that can hurt a little bit. Like, "Mm, that sucked. And I'll have my five-second funeral, as we call it. Yeah. I'll move on. Like, You move on. Big deal. But if I can't connect with you on the the level that I want to connect with you on, and that means bringing you value at a very high level, then I failed. So I'm going to call you back the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day until I get a hold of you and you tell me, one, you moved on with somebody else or two, that I can come and help you. That's how I feel. Right. And that's called failing forward because I'm going to fail every time I haven't gotten in contact with you until I can literally tell you what my job is. And my job is to impact you in a great way and help your family move to another property, basically, or move on with your life, Mm -hmm. right? And that's how I feel what I'm doing brings an impact to you, right? Right. But I'm going to fail and I'm going to learn from it. Like if I if I had a, sh- a a shitty phone call, can I say that? Of course. I had a shitty phone call. I look at Jeff and I'm like, "Can we just role play this for a minute cuz I just had a really bad phone call and it I don't I didn't know how to like handle that objection. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. haven't heard this one before. There was a really bad objection." And we do it right there on spot. He's like, "I'm going to pause my stuff and we're going to do this cuz what if the next one's the same one? We don't know." That's a see exactly. That brings up the one that we there was an appointment that we went on, and uh, this is why we like go as a team. And um, there was an objection that I've never handled, and I actually froze up. (laughs) This was a recent one. This was recent, and uh, not. I mean, I I don't know what it looked like on the other end, but Joe jumped in, and thankfully he did. But what the first thing. That because it, it was just weighing on me the first thing, so that was my failure, right? Mm-hmm. You you fail your way to success, and I said, Joe, listen, man, thank God you were there mm-hmm. because you, I mean, you handled it, and it was very a smooth 
uh, uh, transition. This is on the forefront of his mind. Oh, I, I could probably it, figure a few out that he's done the opposite bugged, on just to it tell bugged you. Bugged the kidding me, and I yeah. was like, Joe, we got it. Like I wanted to know the answer now. <laughs> I was like, what? What? I, I'm like, I. You froze. were like, uh, yeah, um, blah, 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 you know. And, and then was, it's funny, and it's because it's, I'm like, do I say this? And I just like spouted something out, and you're like, yeah, that that's yeah. basically what I said. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, man, I froze, and I'm like, that's something and that I just we took need the to practice. And went, and and that's why it was good. We had two, right? Mm-hmm. And that's he's picked me up more than enough times, so he's just giving one of his because it's fresh in his head. So I don't want you to think like I picked him up. Oh no, not blah, at blah, all. Blah. That's but, what we do. Um, he's picked me up a few times where I froze, but and and that's what's good. And from a single agent or a single person's mindset. Just you don't always have to fire back immediately, and that's my biggest key fact. Like, even like, let's say you're behind the scenes, you're in your office, you're dealing with a hard client or a hard transaction, and you're just frustrated as hell, right? You just I can't get past this. Take your five second funeral, and that's what we call them. That's what we have written on our whiteboard in our office. That's what we call them when we mastermind and meet. But you literally have to step back from your your desk or your computer or wherever you're at. You stew over it for your five seconds. You get mad about you, it, and then what do you do? But you literally have to step back. Like then literally, take back. a few step backs. Shut your laptop off if you have a laptop. Turn your desktop off or turn your monitor off. Like take a lap around the office and come back. If you're in in a in an appointment, take a second. Say just give me a minute. I'll answer that for you, and just let them understand like. I don't know the answer to that question right now, but I'll get back to you on it. Or give me a minute to think about the answer to that. You threw me off guard. And they're not going to feel bad for that because you're human. Right. They're going to acknowledge you being a human being for that moment if you literally ask for that. Well, that was the like, one thing. But it's that... asking for it. Do you, ever, right. do you ever think you can ask for anything? Why not? You're right. a human being. You are. Human beings allow other human beings to be human beings. And that I was, said human beings a lot that's there. That's the one thing that I was... That <laughs> but it works. Yes, absolutely. That, that's the first thing that I was coached on was do not... Not lie, but don't give false accusations if you don't know the answer. Defer. And that's what, def, right. You know what? Or ask. You know what, Byron? That is a very good question. I don't know that answer at the moment, but I guarantee you I will find you that answer. And if it's something about you that you don't feel comfortable sharing, say, give me a minute to think about that. I don't know the answer. And they'll give you a minute and say, can we come back to that? Yeah, do you mind if we come back and revisit Let's that? Let's go to the next question. What other questions do you have? They'll respect that. I'm going to write that down and I'll come back to you after I think about it. Because maybe you don't have the exact answer or maybe they threw you off guard coming out of left field. Because if you're coming in here and you try to spitball it after you don't know the answer, yeah. that's when they're going to see, well, I don't think he's as confident as he is. But if he's right. like, hey, can we revisit that? That's a good question. They're going to feel very confident in he's like, the wow. way you think. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. So I'll give you that time. Whether you're a team or a single agent, it's really about being human in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think you if are you, going to fail. It's inevitable. But you can fail in the correct way. Just by right. using what we're given. And it's given like you're a human, I'm a human. I'm asking you for forgiveness because I don't have the answer right now. I need a minute to think about it. You're putting me on the spot. I didn't I haven't overcome that objection yet. Give me a minute. Yeah. Absolutely. Or I'm going to defer and get back to you. Absolutely. 
I think that's all we have. What you do know, you think? I, I mean, man, we, we could probably keep going. We, oh, man, we, we could probably go on forever. Uh, but we did touch, I think, on the key points. Um, I, I think the uh, main points for everybody who's out there is make sure that you're doing the 20% of your day. That's going to gonna lead to 80% of the business. Right. So right? really yeah. focus on getting the business, mm-hmm. whether you have to work a little bit hard on it. Sharpen your tools. Mm-hmm. Make sure you sharpen those tools so that you come in and confident. You should be doing that year-round, though. Well, exactly. Year-round. more so now. More so now. Because now it's, it's a doggy dog world out there, and especially in sales. Um, make sure that you're setting up a strong business plan. Set goals that are obtainable. Um, and make sure that you have your fi- like what, what you, the, the, your, your books, your, your financials. Where your money is coming profit from, loss. profit and loss, where you're spending it, all that stuff. You know what I have to say? Hmm. Shower daily. Shower daily. Shower mm-hmm. daily. Motivate yourself every day. It does not come naturally. No. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate your time. Uh, and it would really help us to grow this podcast if you do subscribe. Please share it. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play, Spotify, Spotify, anywhere that you can find you us can on find, Instagram. That's right. Anywhere that you could find a podcast, we will be on it. You can submit your questions or future podcasts to calculatedfreefall at gmail dot com. Yep. And we, if you have feedback, if there's somebody that you'd love to hear on the podcast, we'll try to get them. Or just respond via our Instagram feed. Absolutely. Um, we are hashtag calculated freefall. Let us know your feedback there as well. That's all I got. Uh, thanks for your time, everybody. And you guys have a wonderful uh, rest of your week. Stay productive. We'll hopefully see you before Christmas. Stay motivated. Stay motivated. Have a good one.